Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Packers game is over, and you've heard what Bill and Gary have to say But there's still more to be said and more players to hear from inside the locker room. Now, your host of the show, Joe Zenzola. Welcome in, Packers fans, and uh, thanks for staying up late. And honestly, I don't know if there's anyone still awake, but if you are, thank you for tuning in. It's Green and Gold Overtime. Here on the Phantom Radio, Joe Zanzola, Austin, Texas, other side of the glass. Yes, the phone lines are open. 414-799-1250 is the Packers knockoff. Not the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not going to say that. The, the, they, that what, what you saw tonight was not the San Francisco 49ers. So we're going to call them many different things here in the next hour. Um, They beat the JV 49ers. They beat the G League San Jose 49ers. They toppled the D-team 49ers. This was not the San Francisco 49ers. This was not the same team that kicked your butt last year in the NFC Championship game. This is not the San Francisco 49ers that kicked your butt in the regular season last year. This is a completely different football team. And you know what, guys? You know, how many times when it comes to predictions, we come on here on all of our shows here on The Fan, and, you know, we're trying to give you the our, our, our best judgment, our best predictions, our best expectations of this game, and what do we say when the Packers play an opponent they're supposed to beat? We say that very thing, don't we? And when we look at a team like the 49ers and how they literally have none of their starters on offense – This was a game that we all expected that this should be a butt whooping, that this shouldn't be close tonight. Well, for once, something actually happens as expected. Believe me, there'd be more people, I think, tuning in at midnight had the Packers lost this game. I mean, and believe me, I was preparing myself for it. I was preparing for what could be the most shocking loss in a long, long time. You thought Minnesota was bad. Here we go. That wasn't the case tonight. And honestly, like I'm going to sit here and, and say, oh, yeah, I feel so much better about the Green Bay Packers after this game. I mean, look, they did what they were supposed to do. Aaron Rodgers was your quarterback. Devontae Adams was just amazing again. Devontae is right now the best wide receiver in the National Football League. Okay, guys, this is what he is. He's incredible tonight. And someone who 
I wasn't expecting to see play tonight. I thought it was going to be the Tyler Irvin, Dexter Williams show. No, Aaron Jones was a big surprise. And for the first half of that football game, considering how much he touched that ball, he looked pretty darn good. And then finally, that 49ers defensive front figured him out, and Fred Warner was just owning him the rest of the game. I mean, Fred Warner, that guy just played his heart out tonight, and that was literally the only guy from the real San Francisco 49ers team that existed in this game. But it was really good to see Aaron Jones. And when you can, when you can put out that tandem of quarterback one and Aaron Rodgers, who's playing at an MVP level this year, and wide receiver number one in Devontae Adams, and a top 10 running back in the National Football League in Aaron Jones. Damn, you better win games. And you certainly better win against a team like that tonight. Just overall very happy. There there weren't too many things that I could sit here and say, yeah, I'm just, I didn't like that. I'm, I'm very angry about that tonight. No. I mean, yeah, there were, on the defense, especially in that second half of the Packers, um, we saw a lot of fresh faces. We've seen a lot of guys that have not played much. If they do play, it's on special teams. And these are the same kind of guys that you would see in the preseason, something that the Packers didn't have. Like tonight, the second half of the game really did feel like a preseason game. And on top of that, It's warm in November. Like, I feel like I went into a time machine and I'm back in August. (laughs) Like a mild August day. It it, it was just, it was really wild tonight. And yeah, there were coverage issues from this Packers defense. Um, There were some uncalled for hits from some of these backup guys. Um, Josh Jackson really didn't have a good night tonight. And I was kind of hoping he would shine Against this, uh, you know, this CD team, San Francisco offensive group. I mean, Richie James tonight, for crying out loud, had a bigger game than Devontae Adams. Like, do do you guys realize that? Like, Richie James was so wide open tonight, (laughs) it wasn't even funny. I mean, that dude had nine catches for 184 yards and a touchdown. I had never heard of Richie James until tonight. Never heard of him. And he had a bigger night than Devontae. And we're all talking about Devontae. And I couldn't, I just couldn't get over how wide open he was. And, you know, the, the, the Packers were putting zone coverage out there. And I don't really understand why. Just, just go man to man with what you got. You should, I, but really, in the scheme of things, that was the only thing I could possibly be disappointed with. I guess one thing that was trending in the wrong direction early on in that game was a crucial drop from Marquez Valdez Scantling as they're trying to continue a drive. I mean, he's he he's go he's he's on a crossing pattern, he's wide open, and Aaron Rodgers just dumps the ball, and that dude couldn't secure it. And we all had the same reaction when it happened. It's like, get rid of this guy. How much longer do we have to go? How much longer do we have to see out of him? If he can't prevail in these kind of opportunities, well, he proved us wrong. And I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw a rainbow to him for, you know, from 52 yards out. And thank goodness he caught that in the end zone. And thank goodness he caught one in the back end of the end zone later on when Aaron Rodgers was rolling out. 
So I'm encouraged. I mean, yeah, it's going to give MVS a lot of confidence moving forward, but I think this dude is starting to form an identity here. Like, I'm not really sure if MVS has hit his ceiling yet as a wide receiver. Yes, he is still young, but at some point the Packers are going to have to determine whether or not he's part of the future. And we all know that this is kind of this is kind of the big year for him to really see what you have. Now again, we remember Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, he he wasn't the receiver when he was first drafted. That 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 a lot of people were ready to give up on Devontae Adams early on. In fact, some people I know at this radio station. But he developed, and Devontae Adams is unbelievable because he's been able to find that crazy chemistry that so many other very talented wide receivers had with Aaron Rodgers over the years. And that's where he is right now. Now, am I saying that MVS could be Devante? No, I don't. I just don't see that with him. I was trying to think, you know, is MV, who, do, who does MVS remind me of right now? And I just feel like, Maybe he's like Ted Ginn Jr. You know, Ted Ginn Jr., if you follow the NFL close enough, and I'm sure many of you do, Ted Ginn Jr., the guy was a much higher draft pick than MVS was. And Ted Ginn Jr. was your deep guy. He was your speed guy. But the problem with Ted Ginn Jr. was he had a reputation for dropping that football. He would be the boomer bust wide receiver. And he's jumped around. He's played for almost every team in the National Football League outside of the Green Bay Packers. And I think, he, I honestly, I think Ted Ginn is available right now. I think the Bears just cut him. But Ted Ginn Jr., that's all who he ever was. And when there were big opportunities out there and that ball's going to him, he would drop it. And I feel like MVS is kind of the Ted Ginn Jr. of this Packers football team. And I don't know. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he can be a little bit more trustworthy and he can secure more footballs. But we all know that this dude does have a reputation for having poor hands. So if he's Ted Ginn Jr., I go back to what Gary Ellerson said in the last hour of the Green and Gold postgame show. And that is that MVS is probably your number four in this offense. Is that the worst thing in the world? No. But he's certainly not your number two, and I don't think MVS is ever going to be your number two in this offense. I just don't. Alan Lazard, who traveled with the team, was in San Francisco, did not end up playing in this game. And I, I got to think he'll be back for Jacksonville. I mean, now you got 10 days to rest. Um, you know, he was, he, he's coming off of the IR. I think having Alan Lazard is just going to be another, um, element to this offense. That's just going to make, make the Packers more lethal. I mean, it's just, there's no question about it. Devante, Alan Lazard and Alan Lazard was playing very well until he got hurt. So I just think right now, when we're looking forward, the Packers offense altogether, I mean, if you've got assuming Jamal Williams is back, and I think he'll be back. Um, pair it with Aaron Jones, who looked really good tonight, and then obviously with Devontae Lazard and 
Aaron Rodgers, who is having one hell of a football season, the offense is not a worry. The other part of the two is the offensive line was great again tonight, even when they had to do all that shifting. Billy Turner, Billy Turner is someone that I, I, I personally I thought the Packers overpaid for two years ago. I, I just thought that was a little bit of a reach in free agency, and I wasn't really blown away by what he did at the guard position. But this year, Billy Turner has been exceptional. Being able to play both tackle positions. It's just been just really, really good. And when they had to do some more shifting tonight, after Rick Wagner went down with that knee injury, and we don't really know the severity of it, I mean, Turner shifts, you move Elton Jenkins out to left tackle, he does a good job. John Runyon comes in, he gets another opportunity, he looked good. I mean, you put all this together, you're having a really good versatile offensive line that overall has been just solid protecting Aaron Rodgers and solid when it comes to creating holes for Aaron Jones to explode through. This offense just doesn't concern me at all. And yeah, it would have been nice to have another wide receiver at the trade deadline. I agree. I wouldn't have given up a second rounder for Will Fuller. I'm not upset about that. But it would have been nice to add another veteran wide receiver to pair to what you have. And I, I, I mean, really. But I think what's going to hold this Packers team back is this defense. Now, obviously, this defense tonight did not have any challenges. They did not have to deal with some of the better running backs that this 49ers team has to offer. Jarek McKinnon and Jamichael Hasty were not going to beat you tonight. They weren't. That Packer defensive front did its job. And my God, they better. And the other thing that really made me happy tonight, I think this coaching staff spent a little extra time here in this short period of time reteaching how to tackle. Because I thought tonight, a lot of these open field tackles from many different defenders, many different defenders, whether it was Chris Barnes or it was Ty Summers or it was Oren Burks, A lot of great open field tackling tonight. Montrevious Adams had a really nice game. I mean, these guys were making some pretty big hits out there. And again, the secondary was certainly suspect, but up front and the Smith brothers as well, making big plays, pressuring Mullins. Okay. Okay. That that's That's not bad. That's not bad. Now, again, San Francisco didn't have Trent Williams tonight. They're starting left tackle. So you better beat their backup. And they did that. They schooled school. But again, I just think looking ahead, we're really not going to be tested, I think, until the Colts game. You know, the Colts game, I think, is going to be the next big test for the Packers. Honestly, I, I I think they should take care of Jacksonville next week. Jacksonville's been riddled with injuries. Um, we don't know if Gardner Minshew's going to play in that game, which means they're going to have to rely on a backup quarterback. You're going to have to stop that run with James Robinson, but I, I just I think that should be another win for the Packers. But then again, they couldn't beat the Vikings last week. 
It's going to be interesting, guys. It really is. The Green Bay Packers are a good football team. They're good. I'm not really sure they're great. I'm not really sure if they have enough, especially defensively, to improve here in the next couple of months to the point that they can get on a run and they can win the entire thing. I don't know. I don't know that yet. From the early returns of this defense, it's been very disappointing. And there's no question about it that Mike Patton and his job is on the hot seat this year. I don't think the Packers would fire Mike Patton if things got worse with the defense before the end of the season. They're not going to do that. And again, they did pull that with Mike McCarthy, but that's a whole other thing. I'm just. I, I just, there's got to be some progress here. And again, what's not going to help the situation is if there's more injuries to critical guys. I mean, Jair Alexander left this game tonight with a concussion. So where does he stand in all of this? But we're going to have to really pay a close side of this defense. And if, if there's anything that still pisses me off, it's the fact that Brian Gutekunst did not improve this defensive line. If there's just one thing that the Packers could have done a better job of at the trade deadline was find a defensive lineman. I don't understand why the Packers couldn't go out and trade for Carlos Dunlap. Considering what the Seahawks gave up, that that just doesn't make any sense to me. That's the kind of move you make. Not where it's going to cost you a second-round pick. 414-799-1250 is the phone number. You guys can chime in here going until 1 a.m. We'll uh, also go inside the locker room uh, in this one. We will hear from Devontae Adams coming up on the other side. Also worth noting, this is not Packers news, but uh, some breaking news that happened uh, towards the end of the Packer game tonight. The NBA is expected to restart on December 22nd, right before Christmas, which is a really cool deal. Um, more, uh, dates will be in place here because we're kind of waiting for when free agency is officially going to begin. That has not been announced yet. So that's the other big thing that came out, um, earlier this evening. And, uh, that's something we'll talk more about on the fan here in the coming days, obviously here in the next, what we are, what, four and a half, four hours and 43 minutes away from the Bart Winkler pregame show with Ryan Horvath. Uh, We will be live and local here on the fan, 5A, 6P. This is where you want to be for the best Packers coverage. It's right here. Also, David Bakhtiari will be on the big show at 435. So that is all coming up later today because it is now Friday here on 1250 AM. The fan. I'm Radio Joe Zanzola. We'll get your reaction as the Packers knock off the Santa Clara AAA 49ers tonight. 34-17. Rush that we're accustomed to seeing, but the secondary has been really good. Here's one for Adams downfield, and the catch, touchdown. Mosley in coverage, and the only question is, did the feet get down? Yes, sir, it did happen. He got his arm down, which was good. That highlight courtesy of Fox and Joe Buck. Do people still hate Joe Buck? I think some people do. I think it's sad. I think it's sad. I think Joe Buck is awesome. It's Green Eagle Overtime here on The Fan. I'm Radio Joe. Austin, Texas, other side of the glass. You guys can uh, chime in at 414-799-1250. 
here on 1250 AM The Fan and the freeradio.com app, which you can download. All of our content is free, unlike some other stations in this city. So, Devontae Adams, just an incredible evening. And, and, and first of all, just go through the regular stat line that he put together tonight. Ten catches, 173 yards, and a TD. His longest, a 49-yard catch. That ridiculous catch he had there for a touchdown in the highlight we just played. And this is this is a really great tidbit. I mean, it, when I saw this from Rob Domofsky, he retweeted this, and it was just like, man... This is just some crazy stuff. Just listen to this. Devontae Adams is the first player in NFL history to have three games with 10 catches for 150 receiving yards in his team's first eight games of a season. That is from the Elias Sports Bureau. Adams did it while only playing in six of them. And guys, guess what? If there's one thing that would have given the Packers a chance to win that game last week against Minnesota. Imagine if there was no wind in that game. Because Devontae Adams was only held to 53 yards. But why do you think that was? You got 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts out there. It's just going to be very hard to just air it out to Devontae. But if if that wind didn't happen... I'm telling you guys, Devontae has the performance that he has tonight. He has at least 150 yards against that horrible Viking secondary. If the win wasn't there, I'm convinced of it. Devontae goes off again last week, and that might that that will probably get you a win. You probably win that game, even with the bad defense. But I mean, the the, the wind in that game really took away what you could have unleashed with Devontae. So, I mean, again, you guys would agree with it. You would have to agree with it. Devontae probably would have had another ridiculous game against that Minnesota secondary. I mean, you go back in the game log, remember what he did the first time against the Vikings in Minnesota. And he was targeted 17 times in that game. He had 14 catches for 156 and two TDs. Yeah. The wind changed everything in that game. And that's a damn shame. It's just some crazy stuff Devontae's putting together. And the fact that he's the first player to do that in NFL history, this is why when we're talking about the number one wide receiver in the National Football League, okay, we can make arguments for DeAndre Hopkins, for Tyreek Hill, for Michael Thomas. But when we're, get, when we're talking about the wide receiver power rankings, because we do it with the teams, The wide receiver power rankings tell me he is number one. Let's knock this off. Michael Thomas isn't even playing right now. You want to say DeAndre Hopkins is 1B, especially for how well he's playing in Arizona in that offense with Kyler Murray? Sure. Fine. But I think right now, Devontae Adams can do no wrong as a wideout. He is just reliable in every facet. On any down and distance, on any situation, however the ball is thrown to him, whether it's a back shoulder, over the shoulder, just finding his spot, running amazing routes, beating corners off the line of scrimmage, it doesn't matter. He's just that perfect. Man, it's just 
Packers, Aaron Rodgers playing an MVP level, Devontae Adams playing this well. You've got a great one-two punch at running back. If only you had a defense that was top 10. If this defense can find a way to get to top 10, and believe me, I'm not putting money on that, but if they're if they're able to get there, this team can win it all. But I don't trust the defense. And they were fine tonight because that's what San Francisco had offensively. Going forward, though, that is going to be the biggest concern. And, and, and to me, that is what is going to determine how far this Packers team go. Certainly a playoff team. They're certainly a good team. They've got the number three seed right now in when it comes to the um, playoff picture because now we can start to look at that. But, man, it's just only we can have a defense. So frustrating. Again, just wish you could have just added a defensive lineman at the trade deadline. And, and you know, that was the other thing. Before we get to Devontae Adams, that was the other thing in this that when we talk about making trades, the only reports that were out there that the Packers had interest in certain players, we saw interest in Zach Ertz, we saw interest in Will Fuller. But there was never any talk or rumors from Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter that were saying, hey, the Packers are on this particular defensive line. I mean, I never even saw a report that they were in on Quinn and Williams. And again, if you're going to give up a big pick, I'd rather give up a second-round pick on Quinn and Williams than I would Will Fuller. But we never saw the Packers, according to the you know the biggest and best insiders in the country, there was never any talk that the Packers were in on any kind of defensive line. I hope and pray that the Packers, at the very least, did their due diligence and were calling up teams about defensive linemen. Because if they weren't, at, I mean, that, that's just unacceptable. That's just unacceptable. All right, we'll get to Devontae Adams on the other side. Uh, 414-799-1250. The phone numbers are still open to you as the Packers knock off the JV 49ers tonight. 34-17. This was not the San Francisco 49ers. This was the uh, G League San Jose 49ers. This is what it was tonight with Fred Warner. That's it. That's it. So it was really good to see a nice, solid win, stress-free from the pack. We will hear from Devontae Adams coming up on the other side. I'm Radio Joe. It's Green and Gold Overtime. Third down and seven. Pump fake. And wide open is Adams. Hit in stride. And trying to stay in bounds cannot. They're going to mark him out at the 28, but that little pump fake froze the defense, and Adams ran right by Harris and Verrett. Another stellar game from Devontae Adams, highlight courtesy of Fox. Welcome back. Green and Gold Overtime continues here on The Fan. Thanks for staying up late. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola, Austin, Texas, producing other side of the glass. Don't worry, we're going to get to Devontae Adams. Listening in Great Falls, Montana, is Bill. Bill, thanks for staying up late. Actually, you're what, like two hours behind, I think, or an hour behind at least? 
So you're Power. Yeah. What's going on? Thanks for listening. Um just I don't think this team is very good. I mean the defense is I was a defensive player, man, and the defense is lacking really bad this year. And why are we not doing anything about it? I don't know. No, it's a great question. I, I, I don't know. This is what they're going to roll with. I mean, they, Bill, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. This, this is what they had last year with a couple of changes, but not much. This is what they rolled with last year, especially up front. And you got torched by the good San Francisco 49ers team, not the AAA 49ers. So this is what you decide to roll with. You made no changes in free agency in the offseason. And you would think because knowing – because remember, the NFL draft was going on during the pandemic, okay? So you had to realize – that maybe the salary cap could be restricted next year, which is not going to allow you to have more wiggle room if it actually did expand. So with all that being said, wouldn't you think there's even a greater necessity to address your defensive front early on in the draft? Wouldn't you think that's where you'd want to go? But no, you had to take a quarterback, and you had to give up an an extra fourth rounder to do it. And so that's why, you know, yeah, I understand the Packers right now only have so much cap space this season, and they got a lot of guys to pay for next season. But this is why, this is why you try to address your needs in the draft and hope that some of these guys hit in their rookie season. That's what you have to go for. And yeah, not every draft pick is going to work. Wouldn't you want to have an impact player that you don't really have to pay in their first four years? I mean, that's what you're trying to shoot for. And considering all the money that Brian Gutekunst spent on the free agents he brought in a couple of years ago, I mean, I, I don't know. You just put it all together, and it's like, why couldn't they address defensive line? So now you don't make any trades either because, again, for the same reason, well, we don't have enough cap space. Well, the draft was the place to get that done, and you failed. You failed. So this is the same defense. Now, again, I give credit to some of the guys that Brian Gutekunst has found on the scrap heap. Chris Barnes has played very well at inside linebacker, and he had another good game tonight before he went out with an injury. Again, don't know the severity of it. He's been able to find some guys off the scrap heap, but this is not – game-changing the defense. Chris Barnes, I don't think, is Fred Warner, okay? It's not like they found Fred Warner. It's not the case. So this is what you're stuck with. And I got to think, if this is going to be the same defense that cost you an NFC Championship game last year, cost you a Super Bowl trip last year, you're going to have to make some serious changes. Serious. And that starts with your coordinator. You're going to have to fire Mike Pettin, and then you're going to have to go in and try to revamp it a little bit. And then you're going to have to decide whether or not Preston Smith is the guy going forward. And he's got some dead cap money there, too, which you're going to have to absorb. So, I mean, all of that, you got to factor in all of that. 
414-799-1250. You guys can get in on this here going until 1 a.m. tonight. But I promised Devontae Adams, uh, one of the heroes of this game tonight, just, I mean, played out of his mind. And I'll say this here about Devontae Adams. He cares about being the best. He really does care. And you're going to hear it in this presser. And this goes back to, remember when NFL Network came out and did their top 100 back in the offseason? Remember how, like, bummed he was and irritated he was on social media over where he was ranked? He was ranked, like, what, like, in the 50s or in the 60s? It's just totally disrespected. And he went to social media and was like, okay, whatever, really? Believe me, this guy cares. He, he's been on a quest to be the best. And he's earned it. This game, I think, earned it. Here's Devontae Adams after the game. You know what? There, there are a lot of players out there that would be overly humble and say, oh, no, I'm just going out there to help my team win. No, Devontae just said it. <laughs> I'm the best. He is. I'm not going to hold that against him. I think dude's earned it. Now, while I was listening to that, Andy Herman who uh, does a lot of stuff for PackReport.com, Pack-A-Day Podcast. He comes on our station all the time, and um, he's a wealth of knowledge. He dug this up on Devontae, because keep in mind, Devontae has not been able to play every single game lately. He's had some injuries. He's had some issues. Last year, he had the turf toe. In Devontae Adams' last 10 games that he has started and finished in, 94 catches, 1,249 yards and 12 TDs. Over 16 games, Devontae, 150 catches, almost 2,000 yards, 1,998 yards, and 19 touchdowns in his last 16 games start to finish. Now, in comparison, if you just look at that number right there, and we're talking about some of the other top wideouts in the NFL today, I picked the two that I think are in that conversation, Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins. Neither one of them in a season have come close to matching that. In the last 16 games for Devontae, 150 catches, nearly 2,000 reception, receiving yards, and 19 scores. The biggest year for DeAndre Hopkins was in 2018 with Houston, where he had 115 catches, 1,500 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Michael Thomas, in comparison, last season in 16 games, he had 149 catches for 1,700 yards and nine touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, what Devontae Adams is putting together right now is absolutely insane, and it's going to be interesting to see what he can do against his Jacksonville secondary next week that can be exploited and going forward. I don't know. It, it, this is just some amazing stuff that we are seeing out of Devontae Adams. On the other side, we will wrap things up. Uh, I'd like to hear a little bit from Zadarius Smith as well because he had a nice game tonight. The defense played very well, but again, they did it against the, uh, the AAA 49ers, the JV 49ers. Packers win tonight 34-17. They move to 6-2 and two on the season. I'm Radio Joe. You're listening to Green and Gold Overtime here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Here's Paul's out. As Mullins 
behind by Zadarius Smith, and Green Bay's got it. And boy, have they been working over that side of the offensive line and Justin School. They sure have, courtesy of Fox. The Packers knock off the JV 49ers tonight, 34-17. It's Green and Gold Overtime. Wrapping things up here. Thanks for staying up late. I'm Radio Joe. That was the other nice thing tonight. You were finally able to force some turnovers. And again, it's the, 40, the, the JV 49ers, but you were able to force some turnovers, including that strip sack from Zadarius Smith. Let's hear... What Z has to say, unfortunately, we don't get the Zadarius-Preston Smith combo. They could do it, though, on Zoom. I don't know why they don't do it. Well, here's Zadarius Smith talking afterwards. There he is, Zadarius Smith. I'll say this. The Packers certainly exercised some demons in San Francisco. Granted, they beat a AAA JV G League team, but you still won in that place. And it's like, okay, we can win here. But can we do it against a better 49ers team? I don't think that's going to happen this year. But guess what? The Packers go back there next season as well. My thanks to Austin, Texas. I'm Radio Joe. You've been listening to Green and Gold Overtime. Hey, don't forget David Bakhtiari on The Big Show, 435 later today here on The Fan. Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.